Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. Uh, my name's Dan, thank you for being there. I have three facts for you today, stuff about hat tricks, and also things about two separate ridiculous video games. Mark is also here, what do you have? Right, this week for you, why a birthday may make you great, how children were spared being entirely put off space travel, and finally, the real-life Monopoly card. And our resident tutor expert, Mr. Connor Knight, has three as well. What have you got? We're going to go down the pharmaceutical route today, because it's something I'm obviously interested in. Uh, birds and dinosaurs, and ratatouille. Oh, so, God. a year in, we finally found facts that, yeah, Connor's actually interested in, and I just turn up every week being, I'm finally going to talk to someone I care about. Stick around, it's a brand new episode of Baffled. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Can I just say something, by the way? Yeah. So you know last week I got hammered for my prep level yeah well yes you turned up with three lines i think there's a level of like under prepping which i appreciate yeah i needed to evaluate that and i have done that taking i'm you know taking it in digested it you also have the other level which is a young mark heads to the right (laughs) of me where i've just looked at his screen he has the facts highlighted in a different color for each individual fact yeah yeah so he knows that one's one one's the other one's the other again that's a smart thing with these with these points one Two and point three underneath. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. that's a level of preparation that we don't need. A baffled, amazing facts that are complete nonsense. What you mean putting the information that you might need for this show in a handy word document what? in a space in an area which is very clear and easy for me to see very quickly? Do you know what's worrying about it? He's what that I've got more information on fact one than you've got for all three of yours put together. <laughs> he has got more prep for baffled, amazing facts that are complete nonsense that I had for all of my GCSEs. There we go. <sighs> Well, if you heard the last episode of Connor Explains, you'll know that Connor's like history intelligence is probably at a, a key stage two, year four level. Mm, that is probably pushing it. How many wives did King Henry VIII have? Eight. Great. If you're following us on social right now, it's at BafflePod everywhere. You'll notice we're in a brand new studio. Hello. Hi there. And we, we've got like pretty good video clips that are doing the rounds. The problem is, I'm not a flattering angle. No. Well, in no. fairness, you two are pretty handily covered by yes. the uh, the desk. Me and I'm like I'm a fairly slim bloke and everything, but it's just it just shows my my bread belly. Yeah, I think we can we can rotate a little bit over the next coming weeks. We can all get those man boobs out on camera at different angles. It's okay. Well, in fairness, we did try it at different angles, and Dan just doesn't look flattering from any angle. So yeah, I, it's a shame. Worthwhile, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, side of his face. That's the best one for listeners. So they can keep their lunch down. I want to talk to you about hat tricks for my first fact of the show. Please do. A hat trick, if you're listening all around the world, it's different things in different sports. I think a lot of people who are into the NHL, into the ice hockey, thought it originated there. 
uh, football. Probably thought it originated with the striker while a player scoring three goals. It actually originates in cricket. Three consecutive bowls that get three consecutive players out. Right. The, uh, any idea how a hat-trick comes from Connor? What do you mean by a come? Why do they call it a hat-trick? That, I have no idea. Is it... Well, no, I don't know. I'm trying to think there's maybe some really weird moment that happened in history. <laughs> Would you believe it? Would you? In 1858, so this is way back. Let me guess. Did somebody do it in cricket and then done a trick with a hat because he'd done it three times? You're on there. You, you've read too much into it. Yeah. A bowler by Let's the name of H.H. Stevenson was playing for an England squad uh, against a team from Hallam, which is now Sheffield. North. By the way, if you ever want to look up sports, they all seem to come from Hallam, Hallam in Sheffield. Uh, anyway, this guy, H.H. H. Stevenson, he bowled three consecutive wickets uh, back in the 1800s. Uh, so a collection was taken up from his teammates. They took money from everyone and bought him a hat to mark the occasion. That was the trick that he did to get the hat. Now he has a hat. And now forevermore in the last 150 odd years, if you score three of something in a game, you get a hat trick. You don't get a hat. You get, you get a hat, hat trick. It's, it's, it's true. If you've scored a hat trick for a local team and they haven't bought you a hat, then... But that's why... You, in, you can sue them. Like, so we do a lot of facts where, you know, there's quite a lot to it. Whereas I think this is just a little thing that people hear and go, oh, you know what? I'd always wondered what a hat trick was. I can never be asked to actually look it up. That's what it is. Thanks to Mr. H.H. Stephenson. I really like it. I like facts like this. Just very, it, it, something that you have you use all the time. I've definitely said hat trick loads. I've done, I've scored hat tricks in football. Never have any knowledge where it's come, where it comes from. It's kind of the opposite of our tagline. That's what I love. It's not an amazing, it's an amazing fact, but it isn't complete nonsense. Yeah, I think Stan... I mean, I mean Stan, it is a bit nonsense, isn't it? No, the, I like the, it. The, no, I, like I mean, I like it, but it is a bit nonsense that they went, oh, we just did really good at cricket. What should we do? Should we buy him a hat? Sure, let's buy him a hat. Isn't it really weird, though, and facts like this get me thinking of it, how moments in history like that do then just stay forever. Like, how that happens, that's a very minuscule yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm with you. I and then it sticks around for that long. Yeah, the, the team the week before who bought the guy a car for having got three in a row, they're like, why the f***? Car trick not stand. Yeah. Come on, I'm there. Yeah, I'm absolutely on board with you. Uh, it, it's like it's mainly like the little decisions that people make that end up having a big deal. And I love that when you think of the rules of sports. You know, bloke that invents rugby picks up the football and chucks it, and then it's decided, oh, you can only throw it backwards. And then these big like little changes work out to this grand game that we know today. I think as well, it's like if you look 1800s when this happened, the way that that continues through time is obviously more people being aware of the word hat-trick. So that means that those cricket players would have had to have played in other areas to then let, you know, educate other people on the word hat-trick. And so it's incredible how it goes through that whole period of time. And today we sit here in the 21st century still using it. And you kind of feel that some, like, in order for it to reach, it would have had, that people would have had to still buy hats. Because you're not just like, oh, I've got a great story about this. Well, there was a guy and then we started calling it a hat trick. And they go, well, I'll start calling it a hat trick. You'd think they go, oh, well, we'll do a hat. We'll, we'll buy a hat. We'll buy a hat. At what point did we stop buying hats? I think the guy who originally bowled the hat trick has kind of had it off already here. Because he didn't really do anything amazing. No, no, I, mean, I mean, it's pretty tricky. But for it to last forever. Also, yeah. Also, then what happened in... Uh, ice hockey I mentioned that they kind of think they come up with it in the 40s no. a guy wanted to buy a new hat and so the legend says he walked into a local hat shop didn't have the money but he was a fairly well known ice hockey player back in the 40s and the guy who ran the store supported the team said look if you score three I'll give you the hat 
bit loose, isn't it? Absolutely Little not. Bit. And it's also very cricket. You know, like oh. when you imagine cricket, it's like Posh Toffs playing. We shall, we, we'll, we'll buy this man a hat. Should we buy him some, like, booze? Should we buy him a nice time? Buy him a hat. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. Okay, if you're a British guy who was born on March the 23rd and you're not a super famous athlete, then I'm afraid you have underachieved. So Steve Redgrave. Five consecutive Olympic gold medals in rowing from 1984 to 2000. Sir Chris Hoy, six-time Olympic champion. Sir Mo Farah, Britain's most successful track athlete in modern Olympic game history. Sir Roger Bannister, the first man to run a sub-four-minute mile. And Jason Kenney, Britain's most decorated Olympian with six gold medals, all born on March the 23rd. Now listen, this is quite baffling. It's quite perplexing because there's a thing in sports where it's usually down to how old you are within the year. So quite a lot of footballers are born in the first three months of the school year because when they're young, when you're eight, when you're nine, you're playing effectively with someone who's almost a a year younger than you and you are much bigger than them. So you develop at a much better rate. The fact that they're born in March is quite specific. I don't know. But they're all athletics, aren't they? It's all running and... yeah. Let me make this weirder. You start going, well, 23rd of March. Why is that such a popular birthday? Let's look nine months prior. Exactly nine months prior, 23rd of June. Do you know what is celebrated on the 23rd of June every year? Is it the longest day of the year? Is it the equinox? It's International Olympics Day. Oh! So all these Olympians born nine months after International Olympics Day. Was it when they were born? As in, was it in effectively nine months before they were born? As in back then, was it International Olympics Day 40 odd years ago? No, I think it's a relatively new thing. So, so, so they weren't conceived due to the celebration of International Olympics no. Day. So what no, you're telling me good. is that there's a bunch of people out there who've got a very strange fetish about national days. No, 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 but this is the point, they don't. They, oh. they, they don't. It just so happens to be a bit of a weird thing. But yeah, all of these guys, so, so Steve Redgrave, so Chris Hoy, so Mo Farah, so Roger Bannister, and let's face it, soon to be Sir Jason Kenney, all born March the 23rd. Between them have like over 20 Olympic gold medals. In my mind, I was just imagining, you know, couple. Is that 23rd of June? Yeah. Let's get going. Like, we want a, we want a we gold wanna, medal winning child. 23rd June, International Olympics Day. Come on, guys. <laughs> exactly. It's got to be an exact nine month yeah. birth cycle. And then boom, really five fr- Olympic gold medals in their future. It's actually really frustrating why that's the case. Like I, I want to try and make some logic into it and I can't. And it's I don't think there is any I logic. There is any. I think it's just one of those weird things. But yeah. I like it. For instance, again, go back to the ice hockey. It's something staggering like 60-70% of the players in the National Hockey League are all born between January and March because the way that their sports school years go is January through December. It's like a staggeringly high amount and it just it's interesting. I think it's uh, with this thing that's blown my mind, this fact, it's not like it's within a month here. It's the actual day. Yeah. The exact day, yeah. That's weird. And it's not like we're saying, oh, well, you know, within a month there was seven of the English football team. No, these are five of the greatest athletes ever for Britain. They're five of the best. Connor, give us your first fact of the show. You should throw away that little bit of cotton that's in your medication bottles. Do we have cotton in medication bottles? There's co- the cotton anymore? in medication bottles? Is this you've a never, fact from the 40s? You've never seen cotton in medication bottles? 
No, they're it, coming a lot of mine. You know, when you get pills in bottles as opposed to pills that are flat. A lot of the time, it will be in like. Never I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever got pills in maybe, bottles. Maybe it's more of a US thing, but I I have seen it quite a lot. US or IBS thing? IBS US. Corner has IBS. Corner has IBS. But it bloody well works when it comes out the other end. I mean. <laughs> But yeah, believe it or not, that little bit of cotton that comes in the bottom of your pills, uh, it might it might be that you've had it in your bottle, you've just never seen it before. It sits at the bottom of the bottle of okay, your pills. Okay, right. I've established that there is cotton um, in bottles. There's cotton in bottles. But yeah, you should throw it away. Um, it's there to keep the actual tablets nice and safe. But if you keep it in there, um, it makes your pills deteriorate faster, therefore work less. Oh. I mean, this is the one. <laughs> Remember, this is the one that he said he enjoyed. Yeah, I like this one. I like this one a lot. Because it, I like it because I'm wondering why it makes it deteriorate faster and, and work less. Because it's because, I imagine it because it sucks the moisture out of the air. Yeah, and there we go. <laughs> Your tablets don't work as well. <laughs> yeah, this fact, this fact is that, you know, some people have cotton in a medicine uh, pot and you need to take it out because otherwise they don't work as well. I bet you one thing. No, they don't. They do work as well. What's the no, thing? No, no, no. You need to take that cotton out. I bet you one thing. There are probably between... 20 to 30 percent of the listeners here that there are listening. There is no way anyone they're listening cares about right, that. They're listening yeah, there's 20 percent of the listeners who haven't bothered to skip through this. Bit. I reckon they've listened and gone. I I leave it in. I probably should best take it out. I bet, bet you. Leave a comment below. I bet you. So, you normally come up with like like pretty good stuff. Like there are always facts that, even if they're a bit mental, a bit a bit left field, they're always oh, okay. I, we can do something with that. I'm dry. I am absolutely dry. Well, the idea of this one was Nigel Ward's. I was thinking about, you want the this could one. be a runner. So I thought we'll bring this one to it. Never know, I could bag an award at the end of the year. So it, even I think this is bad. So this is this is longest roadmap. So you, you take the mm. you take the cotton out to make it work better. So there's a little bit of cotton that comes. Yeah, we've established yeah. that. If you keep the cotton in, those tablets that are in that bottle do not work to their full capacity with whatever they're trying to do. So you must take it out. But Why? who? And also, when people take tablets that they've been prescribed by the doctor, there is no way people are really thinking about their efficacy because they're just thinking, well, the doctor sent it to me. Yeah, well. Why? I can't believe I'm asking questions. Why do the pills not work as well if the cotton's still in there? Because as Dan just explained, it takes out. What did you say it was? Well, I actually thought they would work better with the cotton in there because they would draw the moisture away, which meant yeah. there wouldn't be moisture on the tablets. That would be my logic. Oh. So I'm confused why it's the other way around. Well, it just says here it can, <laughs> it, it can collect moisture because of its absorbent nature, which makes your pills deteriorate faster. Okay, maybe, it's, oh, okay, maybe so it sucks them out of the... Other yeah. way. Maybe. I don't know. How anyway, long? there's two minutes we're never going to get back. I was so. going to say, how long have we got of that? Yeah, right, just move on. Have we done, have we done, have we yeah, done it? Yeah, right. Just digest right, it, take it in. It's just a little bit of knowledge for people, you know. Just take, take your cotton out. Which is when you digest that, just make sure the cotton's taken out. For yeah, that. please do. Right, let's lift this up. From the floor that Connor has placed us on with his absorbent cotton. Did you know, and you might know this actually... KFC are going to release a games console. Tell me more. The K. What, well, what would you think KFC would call their games console? The K box. Mm-hmm. The KF console. The KFC KF console. console yeah. It is a proper games console. It's been re- it's been announced. They're going to release. I think December, maybe pushing next year. Not only can you play games on it, there's also a little space in there to keep your your nuggets nice and warm. Sick of it. You, you know. Oh, just it's just like look. Good fact. Didn't know it, but it's just it's so. F- it's, it's got a chicken chamber. It's like so that. So you, when you're playing your games, when you're playing COD, it keeps your chicken warm. 
There are so many people out there with heart problems that are going to buy that and just be like, oh, yeah, I can store chicken in my console. The thing is, then you're just going to get chicken juices all over your console, aren't you? It's just... Also, what's baffling, what's really, really ridiculous is, like, I think when you buy fast food like this, you don't, no one puts it aside and has it later. Everyone's scoffing it. They're not thinking, you know what I need to do with my chicken? I need to save it for later. So I'll put it in my specially made chicken chamber in my chicken console. Two things. This is very similar to the Colgate fact with the lasagna. Yeah. And it's like, you can go back and listen to that one where Colgate made a lasagna one. Yeah. Yeah, well, you... While you're at it, go skip. Skip. Yeah. Sk- skip 30 seconds back so you can listen to you that fantastic uh, medicine pot fact. You don't need to be touching into console worlds, KFC. Secondly as well, I-, I see this as one of those things where you're better to buy it and keep it unboxed, sealed, you know? Maybe like one of those things that in 20, 25, 30 years' time might be worth something. If you're opening that up, yeah. using it... So does this mean when you go into your WH Smiths, then you'll have your Nintendo well, I games, don't know. your I, PS4 I, games, and your KFC games? I don't know. Maybe it's like back in the day when you would buy a Happy Meal or something like that and you'd get like your little demo CD. Do you remember mm. we had the scratch and sniff ones before? Yeah. When, when you were going to That's the cereal great. box and you would get your, uh, you know, your demo of FIFA 96. Yeah. Maybe it's some. Maybe it's something like that. The thing is, it is true. KFC have announced it. People thought it was a, ho- a hoax, but then they officially announced it. I can't find too much about it, so I might be being led up the garden path here. But I mean, at least it takes us away from the whole medicine pot fiasco. There we go. What a way to come away from the medicine pot. Mark, give us your second facts of the show. Big Bird from Sesame Street nearly ended up on the Challenger Space Shuttle. So, the Challenger Space Shuttle, which of course exploded uh, on January 28th, 1986, sadly killing the seven crew members <laughs> on board. <laughs> it's taking a downturn, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys! <laughs> hey, guys! Hey, Big Bird! That was going to be on that rocket! Let me tell you yeah. all about it! Now you remember when it... <laughs> well, well, this, well, sadly, th- when it's died. Well, this is the thing. So the Challenger space shuttle exploded, killed the seven crew members on board... Only logistics stopped Big Bird from being one of those victims. So NASA sent a letter to the guy who plays Big Bird and said, we want you on the Challenger space shuttle with Big Bird costume to prove to kids that space shuttles are safe. So Carol Spinner, the guy who played Big Bird, uh, said the only reason it never happened was because Big Bird's costume is eight foot tall and they couldn't build a space suit for it to fit in. And also looks absolutely ridiculous, may I put. Yeah, I mean, Big Bird in space would have been ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so the whole plan was to put Big Bird on the Challenger Space Shuttle to show kids that space travel was safe and that everyone should get on board with it. The Space Shuttle then what, exploded. And what was he going to put? What was he going to put? Be put on? The Challenger Space Shuttle. Why don't you let us know what that is again? Just a little bit of a brief history. <laughs> this is... Like, this is a podcast where... If you're not noticed by now, we get facts and then we kind of expand on them in a plan and play in a fun and playful way. And I, it's not a lot to expand on in a fun and playful way here. Well, I think when you're opening lines, so, yeah. the uh, there were seven people that died. It really takes a turn quick. Did you enjoy the the, the voice change though? Yeah, I yeah. Um, why was this? A th- I understand it's about encouraging kids, blah blah blah, but it's a bad idea, isn't it? I mean, looking at him right now, when you're googling it, like it's never going to work. I mean. The, the, look, at the, look at the bloody thing. The, the other thing I think about this is that if you think, let's put Big Bird on a spaceship to prove to kids that it's safe, kids who think that Big Bird's going into space and think that Big Bird is actually a Big Bird 
would just as easily believe Big Bird in a fake spaceship on Sesame Street going, Ooh, I'm going into space. This is exciting. That's just as real to them. So why do you need to put him on an actual space shuttle? Mm, that's a good point. I mean, yeah. I encourage everyone to Google Big Bird Space Shuttle and have a little look at the uh, photoshopped pictures of Big Bird in front of a rocket that says Big Bird almost died with a link to a five-minute video of someone explaining it all. So yeah. he's got a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, I reckon there you go. Or you could have just listened to it. Then again, said, yeah, that's me. That's actually my so video. So we've just done on a podcast and we've got enough time on our hands. Now, you'll remember just a few minutes ago, uh, Connor Bro is the worst fact ever to the podcast. I, I mean, I literally can't even remember it. Something about medicine. Uh, what's, what's your second one? It's sweaty palms today, I tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Opening with that and seeing the crowd reaction. We're, all, <laughs> we all, we're already entering quite dodgy territory. Know, it's your second number. You've tried uh, out New York, New York. It's not working. What's well, coming I'm, next? I'm looking at both of them thinking, what one should I go for next to try and claw back some sort of respect? But birds are actually dinosaurs closest living relatives not reptiles uh, thing is like this is it, it, i don't think it's unknown right can i just put something out there right we 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 we're, we're sacking off the facts right now okay <laughs> and we we we're we're, have, we're having a th- we're having a therapy session us three last week when you come at me about the prep yeah right yeah i didn't even half decent facts this week when yeah. i thought about it so much and yeah, done yeah. so so much prep i'm delivering right well now. yeah but, but here's the thing find the fact then do the research. No, because now I'm thinking about all uh, the... Also, you know, when I'm doing my research, I've done my... So I actually started yesterday, which was a first for me. I usually do it on the training. I'm joking. And I was sitting there, I was like, oh, maybe that one's a little bit... And then I started like going for the for the facts that I thought were good. I need to just go for the Connor facts. You know the ones what? where it's like, you can eat your toenail? Yeah. <laughs> Great. What, what, what prep have you got for this? So just a little bit as to why that is. Well, explain it to me. Maybe it'll make it more... Because the thing is, like, people know this. People, Is everyone said the chicken's the closest relative to the T-Rex? And I don't think there were any dinosaur birds, by the way. I don't think birds no. back then were dinos. So no. there you go. Um, so it's actually biologists, obviously. Um, they, they've made a big argument saying that never went extinct in the first place because birds are the descendants of dinosaurs. They believe that that is just how they kind of developed over the years. So what was once dinosaurs, we now see as birds. Um, and apparently this is this is a good little, I like this little sentence. Those in the know refer to the extinct dinos as non-avian non-avian dinosaurs. I, I mean, it's look look. No, this is so it's not decent fact to discuss. I think I, I don't to discuss. I think when someone says, I think you're listening right now, and you listen to this, and you thought, oh, you know what, fine. I think they oh, oh cool birds are descendants of dinosaurs they're the one like they're the last living relic of these creatures that we we went extinct maybe they didn't all get that interesting fine i just think i think this is a come down for you I, I think it's going to see you know springsteen play madison square gardens and then he comes out and does all rise by blue and you're like what's going on here i think in I fairness just, i that would be great i just want to um apologize to all the listeners, because they expect maybe something from me when they come here, and I'm delivering some proper diabolical stuff this week. And you, I, you've had better weeks. And I've, I've done. This is what happens when I get pressure from these two next to me about the. I'll, I'll go away and I'll be a dog when it comes to baffled, and I'll bring back the good stuff next week. All I'm saying is you'd better do because next week is episode 100. Oh, also, if you, if you if you'd have bought this next week, right, I tell you, I would I like you would not have made episode one hundred and one. Epi- episode one hundred would have been popping if I bought that medication fact. You know that one. Imagine opening with that. Also, this is worrying, isn't it? He went. 
oh, I, like I need to pick my next fact. Like it needs to be a big one. And that's yeah. what you get. I mean, you wait for the third well, one. I was, I was thinking. Is it best if I just get it out of the way now and we can just enjoy the last 10 minutes? If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, bitch. make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Bad, uh, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both up. For the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for Music In My Life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so let's glad go. no one can see me right now because I'm doing, I was doing some weird dance moves. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the well-being podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier. Mm. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music In My Life and How Are You. Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We are red hot on our Instagram game. At Baffled Pod. That's where you need to get info at Baffled Pod as well. We're going to pick things up slightly with the TikTok at Baffled Pod there. If you've got any facts, if you'd like Connor to explain something for you on a Friday, info at baffledpod.com. It's time for my last fact of the show. Another thing about games, about video games. Uh, th- I this isn't as good, I don't think, as the chicken console, but... Uh, Strap in, people. This is not as good as another fact we've already had. <laughs> we can stick around to the end. Uh, have you ever heard about something called Sega Gaga? Yes. No. No, you've not. Yeah, I have. Right, well, shut up. <laughs> Sega Gaga was a Dreamcast game that was released. This is like, this isn't a strict fact fact like Connor's bird dinosaur fact fact was. It's not something you can easily explain to your mates, but it's like a pretty mind warping meta thing. It was a Dreamcast game released just before Dreamcast was going to be discontinued where you played as a Sega employee trying to save the Dreamcast brand. Amazing. That that was it. That I like was that. Sega Gaga. In 2001, uh, you would take control of Sega Taro, who was helping a struggling Sega from losing the 
console market to your rival. In this instance, it was called Dogma, but, you know, probably Sony it was based on and the old PS2. And you were there. You would have to make money. You would have to try and rescue this um, the, 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 the failing company. And basically what happened was all the actions that you took were sent through to the CEO to go, oh, sh- I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, oh, you had to fight. Yeah, so you would progress through the Sega development studios and you would fight various employees due to the stress and the pressure put on by um This is the real story why Dreamcast is no more because there was just so much infighting amongst the teams. It was a horrible place to work. It's just influencing everyone to uh, be bad in their work environment more. Like, I love the idea of this. You, you were the protagonist, you were the hero. You would attack other people by shouting... Uh, and you know, insulting other players as in your employees by telling them that the game they're, they're making is terrible and they will never get a girlfriend. It basically just sounds like what you do in real life. Like, I'm a big fan of every east, everything. Is this what you base your life upon? All Asian gaming is mental. Yeah, right. There is, and I don't want to talk about some, but there are games that you can that you, I've never played them because I don't want it. It's not my kind of thing. But like, you can research strange games online where you do pretty. Pretty bizarre things. But I'm I'm all for I want to play Sega Gaga. 31 out of 40, that's the score that Famitsu gave it. Why would you ever rank it out of 40? It's the most ridiculous number. Sold 34,000 copies. He didn't, Dan, just take a minute. Such a wonderful delivered fact, and he's picked that out. <laughs> I mean, Mark's like, do you know, he was tripping off when, when has anyone way through my facts and he used it to do a character like, assassination? Like, like, when, when have you ever gone, what scale shall I use? From an admin I'll, point of view here. I'll use a 0 to 40 scale. I'm looking from an admin point of view here. The, the 40 just doesn't work for me. Mark, give us your last fact of the show. The first British lottery had more than just money as a prize. In 1567, the prize in Britain's first lottery, which was commissioned by Queen Elizabeth I and Sir Francis Drake to raise funds for England's navy, included a get-out-of-jail-free card. Great. The winner could use it to excuse any but not the most serious of crimes. Uh, so not treason, uh, not murder, and uh, not piracy. Treason's either. fire, isn't it? No. No. No, no treason's That's arson. <laughs> Treason is water, yeah. What crime can you commit with water? No, it's, it, it's, it's crime against foliage. It's crime against trees. What? Treason is, is crimes against the state. Yeah. So it's like trying to bring down the queen. So like, if, like if you had a plan to bring down the queen, that's treason. What's water got to do with it? I don't know. You said fire, water. Oh, it's uh, going to Spilt me Ivian. You're going up for 10, <laughs> ten years. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a jail, get out of jail free card. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I'm afraid not. It's Evian, a crime against water. Ivian was the most popular bottled water back in the 1500s oh, they, they, said water, they loved a bit of it mm. uh no so yeah get out of jail free card genuinely existed it's not just a monopoly thing who won it uh so uh, unfortunately the name of the person who won it is not is gone from history books uh but i can tell you that it would have been someone very very rich because lottery tickets were super expensive back then 10 shillings per ticket uh, but you did win. There were also only 400,000 tickets, but you did win £5,000 in cash, which back then was a heck of a lot of money. That's like winning the Euro millions now, winning literal millions. Uh, you'd also win goods like plates, tapestries, gold linen cloth, and most importantly. So literally you can use that for what was the things you can use it for? Uh, basically everything but piracy, murder, and treason. So 
Right, yeah, I'm not going to start listing things, but wow, you can get away with quite a lot of bad you, things. You could get re- you could get away with arson. Yeah, you know that is fire. Like you don't kill anyone. Yeah, yeah. Or you don't kill the queen, or you don't accidentally put all some of, ships while you do it. All of the things I class as worse than murder, you can get away with. I don't really want to get into a conversation on what you class as worse than murder. Yeah, no, there's some things in my mind right now, but yeah, that's pretty yeah. mad. Uh, yeah. Go for it then, Connor. You've got a lot to make up. Give us your last fact of the show. So, do you know the film Ratatouille? I do know the film Ratatouille. So, once Ratatouille had aired and people had digested it, pet rat cells went through the roof. Yeah, I wonder. I think this must happen all the time. Yeah, but see, this, the, 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 the biggest thing here for me is is Ratatouille is a chef rat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you ain't buying a rat and he's cooking you up a lasagna. I mean, you don't know that. Have you bought a rat, put it under a chef's hat, and let it control you. It's just, it's just. Have, have you tried that? No. Therefore, you do not know. It's a, it's a ridiculous film, isn't it, Ratatouille? It's actually, it's actually off the walls. Yeah, it is one of those that you kind of go. I get that you make kids movies. I get that they're a bit out there. But what have you been on? But come on. Yeah, what have you been on when you've made this about a rat that's the chef? Well, what I love most about it is that Pet Chain saw sales of pet rats jump by fifty percent. But what they were finding mostly it was just kids coming in, buying them after school, stuff like that. Kids of the age that were able to oh. buy pet rats. What happened to those rats? Well, oh. you can imagine, can't you? I Par- mean, parents are lumped with a pet rat called Gordon, and all of a sudden it's their lifelong dream to keep the rat yeah. alive. Like, I mean, Ratatouille gives a very nice image of rats. Mm. That That is not a real life rat. Also, they are not pretty creatures. They are not nice creatures. It's only 50% because they weren't selling any, really. Well, you can imagine. You I know, can't, if if I you're can't, only selling two and now you're selling three, you've sold 50% more. I can't imagine that pet rat sales are through the roof. No, but now, now they're... Pre-ratatouille. Fr- now they're a French chef. But now they're a wanted chef. i tell you another random. I watched the film Luca the other day, which is the new one. Great film. Mm. Fantastic film. But how are they getting that idea? So it's a film... Oh, let's make a film about a weird sea monster who comes to yeah. shore and races to win a scooter yeah where, where do they get these things from that's why we're in the podcast game yeah because we we bring all the ideas there you go thank you very much that was a brand new episode of Baffled for you I think we had good points we had bad points what do you think info at baffledpod.com what have we learned this week well a- apparently medicine comes with a cotton bud didn't know that at all uh, also a hat trick it was a gift from some very posh cricketers and the lottery could get you out of jail as long as it wasn't crimes against Evian bottled water. Thank you very much. Uh, info at baffledpod.com. Give us a follow at baffledpod on Instagram, on Twitter. We're back on Friday with another Connor Explains. We've done satellites. We've done the mafia. We've done donuts. Uh, who knows what it's going to be? Find out on Friday. Give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see you then. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Connor. See you later. And I'll see you then too. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.